Okay. We are here for uh, another Breakthrough Marketing Secrets interview. On the line, I have Chandler Bolt from Self-Publishing School. And before we get into the bio and all of that, uh, Chandler, I want to ask you a question. There is a, I have a controversial opinion. Uh, you're, you're like a self-publishing guy. Hey, publish a book guy, write a book guy. I, if, if I'm selling business to business, B2B books pretty much always make terrible products. Am I wrong? Am I right? Why? And uh, prove it. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. <laughs> mm, yeah, so, so the premise is B2B uh, books make horrible books. Horrible oh, products. Horrible products. products. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am I going to make a fortune? Am I going to make a fortune publishing a B2B book? Yeah, I, I, well, I think the uh, I, I think you're wrong, um, and I think the the reason would be uh, well, actually, I think you're probably mostly right the way okay. most people do them, <laughs> and I think um, I think the way that I would do it is write to the decision maker on okay. pains that they have and promises that they're interested in, uh, okay. and so I would I would write a B two B book to the decision maker that teaches core concepts and methodologies that handles objections directly for my product. Okay. But you're, you're okay. So here's my argument. And I guess some yep. context that I didn't prep you with before yeah. the, before the, uh, out of left field question, you're not making a whole bunch of money selling books to the decision makers. The key is that it's a, it's a business card that sometimes you get yes. paid for. Yes. And it is in that sense, the best business card someone can have. Oh, oh, no doubt. And I, and I would ship, uh, you know, B two B. I mean, the 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 beauty there is that you probably have a high average order value, um, which yes. means you can spend money to acquire customers. And so I would I would in in some variation. I mean, it's kind of like a lumpy mail uh, type yes. thing in the copywriting world. So, I, but I would send physical books to all of the decision makers at all of my target co companies. Yes, yes like you like send that. out these nice physical books published yeah. the proven yeah. path from blank page to 10,000 copies sold, which by the way, is brand new this week. Now I, I'm going to do your little bio here, Chandler. Uh, so I met Chandler in 2014 at the Titans, of direct response event, uh, which was huge event. Like it's biggest event in the decade uh, of the decade in the marketing world. And pretty much everybody who was there not just the people on stage is is a titan in their own right or was on the path to becoming a titan in their own right. And so uh, Chandler is a great example of, of one of those attendees. Uh, so he's an investor, the CEO of Self-Publishing School and selfpublishing.com. He's on the Forbes 30 under 30 list, and he's the author of six best-selling books, including his most recent book titled Published. Uh, Self-Publishing School is an Inc. 5000 company uh, for the last three years, actually, in a row. And so it's one of the 5,000 fastest growing private companies in the United States. He's also the host of the Seven Figure Principles podcast and the Self-Publishing School podcast. And through his books, podcasts, YouTube channels, Self-Publishing School, he's helped thousands of people write a book that grows their income, their impact, and their business. Now, I want to flip this I want to flip this on its head. And, and um, one of the things that I do for guests is I say, you know, what are some softball questions to, and, and you gave like, why should we write a book, all of that. But I do want to speak uh, specifically within the context of where we started, right? We started about like business to business books, like growing your business through a book. So what is the role of building 
uh, of, of, of a book in building your business. So if you have maybe an expert business, a client business, some kind of service business, solopreneur, copywriter, marketing consultant, agency, like you, you, you have a business, what's the role of a book in building that? Yeah. So uh, it's a great question, Roy. Um, so I, I, I look at using a book to grow a business in three specific ways. There's a lot of ways okay. to do it, um, but I look at it kind of in three buckets. So um, I look at, okay, how do you use a book to get more leads? How do you use a, get, a book to get more sales? And then how do you use a book to get more referrals? So more leads, these are people who ha- haven't heard of your business before hearing about your book. Um, so think Russell Brunson, Expert Secrets, Traffic Secrets, all those books, a ton of people had never heard of ClickFunnels. They heard of those books. They read those books. Now they know about ClickFunnels. They know about the methodologies and they're, they're turning into a believer. So these are people who hear about you because of your book. Then the yes. second piece is, is how do you get more sales? So I look at that as how do I use a book within the funnels that I have and the sales mechanism? So whether it's boosting traffic to lead rate, lead, uh, lead to call or sales consult consultation book to show up rate, close rate, et cetera. So these are people who hear about you, who now do business with you um, or, or who are more likely to do business with you because you have a book. Um, the root word of authority is author uh, and you can't spell the word authority without author. So, but, and so that helps uh, throughout the process, throughout the sales process, but then also uh, the third piece is referrals. And I can go way deeper into all these things, but I, I, I'm a big fan of giving one or two copies to either every new prospect It kind of like that. That's the, the, that's the widest net that you could cast, yes. but at a minimum, every new customer. And you say, here's one book for you. And here's one book for someone, you know, who needs help with X, Y, Z. And you just turn active customer or you turn customers into active referrers. So they would never hand your business card out. Uh, but they might hand your book to someone who they said, Oh, you're thinking about writing a book. Like you should check out this book. That's just my example, right? You can insert whatever that is um, for, for your listeners. Absolutely. And I mean, it gives you, it, it gives them a conversation point too. So you're probably generating referrals even without, yes. without the second book, yes. because uh, it's a far more common question to say, oh, have you read any good books recently versus did you buy any new programs or have you hired a new ad agency or something like, yeah, okay, maybe there are some context for those yeah. other questions make sense, but people are talking about the books that they're reading all the time. Like people like me are popping authors on podcasts and saying, Hey, let's talk about the topic of your book. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that. So there's opportunities for referrals there. And, and honestly, you talked about sales. Like I completely agree. And I love the buckets that you have here. You talk about sales and it's a, a book, and I've said this over and over again, a book is one of the best possible acquisition products because it has a high perceived value. It's like a known quantity versus like if you're selling courses or consulting or services or whatever, Yeah, those are, those are much less known quantities, but this is like a packaged yeah. thing, right? Like Chandler is going to send me the book in the mail. Like I have the copywriter's guide to getting paid. It's a book that like, I can send that in the mail and people know, okay, I I have an idea of what that is. And it makes it like, whether you're using it to generate leads or sales, like it's, it's a huge acquisition piece for introducing people. And I mean, arguably the audience that would be readily able to buy you, you mentioned Russell Brunson the like traffic secrets, expert secrets, uh, .com secrets, like the audience that's ready to buy that is so much bigger than the audience ready to buy click funnels. Yes. Um, and, and, and so it's like, that's one of the magic 
magic ingredients, like having a book was one of the magic ingredients in the rapid growth of ClickFunnels because he was able to acquire people through something that wasn't just software compared to software that has to do that. So sure. that's cool. So, so isn't it hard to write a book though? Is it? <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> it is, it is, uh, I, I would say it's simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I think it is a difficult process. Um, well, and, and that's the thing is a lot of people, um, it's a lot of people make it more complicated than it needs to be. So for me personally, I'm a C-level English student and a college dropout with ADHD. Um, so kind of the last person you would ever think to write a book. And so, but that's why I'm a big fan of making concepts, complicated concepts, simple. And so when I yes. look at writing a book, I look at, um, I call this the more writing method. Um, and so okay. it's more is an acronym. So it says the first step. And so if you're listening to this, if you're watching this right now and you're thinking, hey, maybe I have an idea or something I could write about. Um, what I'd love for you to do is as soon as you finish listening to this or watching this, grab a blank sheet of paper, printer paper. Um, we've got a mind map template. Uh, this is a spoiler alert, but um, that you can <laughs> use as well. But and, and draw a circle in the middle, put your book topic and then spend 15 minutes writing out everything you, that you can think of on that topic. So, okay. Which, by the way, if you're writing sales letters, if you're writing, if you're if you're creating talks, if you're doing anything else, the same process works unbelievably well. But so you've got you got your topic, then you've got okay stories that I have, lessons that I've learned, uh, books that I've read, broken record conversations that I've had with clients or prospects. So really, what you're doing is creating the mind map. So yes. that's what the M stands for is mind map. The O in more stands for outline. So you're turning your mind map into an outline. So then once you've take 15 minutes um, and, and create your mind map, then you're going to turn your mind map into an outline. So you'll start to group groups of ideas. So we'll call this five groups of ideas, probably is kind of give or take, but those groups are really sections. And so now that forms the sections for your book. And then you'll drill down about three chapters per section. So now all of a sudden you've got about a 15 chapter outline. So you've got okay. mind map outline the r stands for rough draft um and so the way that you do that is you start with chapter one and you do the same thing again so you go mind map everything you can think of on that chapter outline the chapter and then write the chapter and repeat that process chapter by chapter by chapter um this is a group full of writers so i would assume yes. that's the preferred uh method some people like the speaking method better so if you speak better than you write then that can be helpful um and so mind map <laughs> outline speak and then you repeat that process chapter by chapter by chapter. And then the last piece is the editing. So that's the more writing method is my map outline rough draft. So most important thing is to get yeah. your rough draft done and then move into the editing. Yeah. And so, so like that speaking, you could even use R for record. Yes. Um, yeah. And in fact, you know, I will admit to being, being the writer who was guilty of writing my first drafts of my books as uh, as actually spoken, like I spoke them, yeah. right? Uh, but then I put a lot more work into editing and making yeah. sure that like, because one of the biggest challenges as a writer, and this certainly applies to writing books, is how to fill up that empty page, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is this is wonderful because that you're not challenging yourself to fill the empty page with, 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 uh, with, with, pros, right? With finished pros, you're challenging yourself to be like, just put stuff down and then yeah. organize it. And then, you know, put stuff down on the mind map, organize it, get that rough, whatever it is, however you get the rough draft on paper. And then it's usually much easier to edit something than to write it for the first time. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. When I would say uh, you're not the writer that's guilty of doing it. I think you're the writer that's smart for doing it because <laughs> if, if you can speak it and you're a better editor than, cause you, you know, this from, from just writing tons of copy over the years, it's, those are different skill sets, like the first draft of writing and versus the editing and, and maybe you like it or better at that, that second piece. And so if you, if you can speak well and you don't skip the mind map outline, well, then now you've got a rough draft that you can spend more of your time editing and making better versus yes. feeling like you're spending all this time going from zero to rough draft. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of jumped ahead and skipped my uh, skip my next question. How can you shortcut the book writing process? But if, if there are any aspects to this, um, you know, maybe, maybe that weren't already included in that, in that more breakdown. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other tips that help me create, like put great content into my book, um, yeah. to shortcut the process? Yeah. Two or three, two or three tips. Okay. Here. And, and the good news is that this is inherent for, um, I know the majority of folks listening to this or watching this are, are copywriters. So you're, you're used to writing uh, in some yes. capacity. And so this is, in, that's the good news. This is inherent. You guys already think in hook, in hooks. You already think in story. You already think in, I mean, it's, it's really a, a book is just a big, long sales letter. And there's a lot of fundamental, you know, I started out in copywriting in a lot of ways. And that's what taught me to write better books because you write more engaging books that, you know, I always say, this is not directly answering your question, but um, I always say it's like the chapters are are uh, kind of your your enemy as an author because that's a chance for someone to put the put the book down and never pick yes. it up again. And so there's how do you keep people reading from the next chapter into the next chapter, and then how do you open loops early in the book and then open and close loops? And so there's all all kinds of I mean I could go on and on on the copywriting principles, but to back up and actually answer your question, I would say there's 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 two or three things here. So I think um, I I call it the four P's of a high converting offer, um, and so it's person, pain, promise, price, right? And and so and so this is that's how you write a great book is know those four things. And the good news is it's like pretty similar to what you would think through uh, when you're writing a sales letter. So who's the person, the ideal avatar is what I call it, that, that you're writing to. And this is, and this is where I would start. Uh, I would start with, and this is a writing tip because a lot of people are, uh, they don't, they're trying to figure out how, what's my voice. Like, am I yeah. serious or am I funny? Should I use stories? Should I not? And so my advice is to think of one person, your ideal avatar or your ideal reader, sorry. Um, and this yeah. is one person that you actually know. This is not an avatar. This is a person that you actually know. Um, and so say that is you, Roy. It's like, all right, well, I'm writing this book to Roy. And so then I'd start with chapter one and I'd say, and, and this is like an extreme example, but you can totally do this. Dear Roy, yeah. <laughs> and it's a letter. And then if I want to, whenever I ask like, oh, should I use this story or not? Well, would that resonate with Roy? Should I be serious or funny? Well, how would I talk to Roy about this? Right. And so every time all your, your questions get answered and that helps you write a better book faster is writing yeah. specifically to one person. And so then this, that's the person piece. Um, and then I would go, and then there's, I can go into more detail on the other stuff, but then the, what's the pain that they have that they know that they have and what's the promise or hook of the book. Right. And so just yeah. as an example, this book that, that I just launched published the proven path from blank page to published author. I mean, you can kind of see that, right? Like what's the pain is the blank page <laughs> and yes. that evokes an emotion. <laughs> um, and then what's, what is the, the, the promise is 
uh, um, you know, what's well, okay. This is it, I, is becoming a published author and 10,000 copies sold. That's kind of like, so it's like a dual promise. Yeah. I and then the, you know, the secondary pain in there that you speak to well without making it the whole focus is, is that fear of, yeah. The fear of like, time. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this out and nobody is going to read it. Yeah. And so you, you take it all the way through to that 10,000 copies sold. So uh, I, I want to go backwards a little bit that, yeah. that speaking to a specific person, that's like a copywriting tip that I use. And in fact, I, I say, write an email to somebody, like mm-hmm. write an email to that person, that, mm-hmm. you, that specific person, because there is a certain casualness and choice of language and um, just, just a certain feel to what that conversation looks like. And it also happens to be immensely readable writing. And um, I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is me being spoiled by the simple language of copywriting and how good copywriters have to take complex ideas and, and present them at like a fifth to seventh grade level. Right. Um, but I recently read a book that was incredibly interesting. I started reading a book that was incredibly interesting and the person, their, their writing was just so academic that mm. I couldn't even get through the book. And mm. so there is a virtue. You are honoring your audience's time and you're honoring their attention to actually make it very readable. And one way that you can do that is exactly what Chandler is saying, which is just write like you're writing to a friend, right? Yes. Don't, yeah, not don't over the top. Like talk. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, uh I, I personally actually have, uh, I, I could write dozens of books, right? Um, and, and I keep contemplating, okay, what's my next book going to be? I keep contemplating that. And so with so many ideas out there, you have some ideas on how you actually choose the book. Because if you want lead sales referrals from your book, if you want a book that's going to get the right audience and bring them in, um, it, how, do you, how, do you, how do you choose which book to write? That's a great question. So I look at, so there's probably one of three camps people listening or watching. So either I, I, I have an idea, so I know what I want to write about. I'm yeah. not quite sure what I want to write about, or I've got way too many ideas. Uh, and, and, and it sounds like Roy, you're in the too many ideas camp. And, and a lot of people are in that same camp. And so um, I, I actually, I kind of um, break this down in uh, let's see, this is the, uh, I think it's, um, yeah, chapter four of my new book. So it's the what to write about, but I talk about specifically is um, there's three questions um, to ask. So, so, or well, gosh, I got a lot of, a lot of thoughts. I want to share here. <laughs> um, uh, so um, three questions I ask. question number one, which one can I finish the fastest? So you have the most life experience or content on this topic. Now, a lot of times it's a bit of a dichotomy because sometimes people are thinking about what to write about and there's this easy book that they could write. But they're thinking in their head, gosh, I'm so tired of talking about that. Like people ask me that all the time and I'm tired of talking about it. Well, the best way to stop talking about it is to write a book about it and then point to that book and and, and say, hey, just just grab this book. It'll answer all your questions on that. So that's what this is for me is kind of a drop the mic on um, the publishing process and and how to do it. So you got, all right, um, which one can I finish the fastest? Question number two, kind of similar, but different. Which one am I most likely to finish? So not only am I going to get started, but I'm going to actually get a rough draft done. Uh, And then question number three, which one's going to make me happy? Like, which one am I going to enjoy writing? Now, sometimes (laughs) for the the business owners uh, in in the audience, 
Um, I, I will switch that question of which one is closest to revenue. Um, cause I found that revenue generally makes business owners happy. <laughs> so that's the answer to that question is kind of one and the same. Uh, maybe it's a little bit different, but so those are the three questions that I would ask. And then just very practical, I would think as close to, uh, the, 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 the sales process and the customer as possible. And yeah. cause there's probably already, if, if you're, you know, whether you're doing client work, whether you're running an agency, whether you're you know, what running a business, like whatever, whatever that looks like, yeah. there's conversations that you have on sales calls or on onboarding calls that would help grow your business. If you had that um, documented into a book um, that you could use um, with, with new clients and new prospects. So that would, that would be, that's, that's kind of my thought process on how do you, uh, how do you choose which book to write, write first? Yeah. Write? Well, one of the things that I think of in the context of, um, of marketing in general is is your job is to help the buyer go through the buying decision making process. So, like classic selling hard clothes, like people are more and more turned off to that, and they want to self educate through that decision making process. And especially when it's something more complex, uh, some more complex topic or process or service or whatever, they they want to self educate through the decision making process to a point where they feel comfortable making a decision. And there's an old adage of the more you tell, the more you sell. And there are, of course, negative reactions to long copy, right? That, oh, who reads all that copy, right? Who reads that super long sales letter? And in fact, Brian Kurtz at Titans of Direct Response talked about how long the sales letter was. Who reads all of it? Well, all the people that showed up, right? But if you want to disguise that, and, and I know that there's also the negative and we can maybe speak to this, the negative connotation of, oh, this person just gave me a sales letter in the form of a book. Like some people have that negative reaction, but people almost never complain about, oh, this book is full of really useful information. And now I trust this author to guide me to whatever outcome the book was about. So if they're interested in learning how to become a published author and they read this and they say, oh, Chandler actually gave me a lot of good information here. And there are some next steps in here that I can take, which might include investing in some self-publishing school stuff. Like it's a very natural sales process where you've just helped someone through that buying decision-making process with the goal of the ultimate outcome being, hey, they could go through this and, and, and self-publish, right? Or they could go through this and decide, I want a little bit more help along the way. And honestly, I, I've done both, like depending on whatever the services or outcome is I'm trying to achieve. Uh, I don't know if there's a question in that. So I guess, what's your response? We've, we've spent a lot of time here talking about the book can be an effective sales letter for services, whatever. What is your response when somebody uh, has that complaint? Or do you get that complaint about your books very much? Acknowledging that you're both providing a bunch of value and giving people next steps? Yeah, I think I think sometimes people complain about it. I mean, they're they're. I mean, oftentimes those are the people who are going to find a, find something to complain about no matter what. Um, That's but, fair. <laughs> but I, you know, I th I think it's very important though because I think it's a spectrum. There's yes. there's a spectrum of okay, this is just a glorified sales pitch and it has no real meat, substance, or content. In that case, I think readers have every right to to be upset. That's the yes. experience, right? And then there's the other end of the spectrum where 
this is either overly academic or unbelievably helpful. And it would actually be in the reader's best interest to work with that person to implement, but there is no direct connection or way to do that. And so that, in my opinion, is a both ends of the spectrum are, are, is, are a disservice to the reader. Um, yes. And, and so that's where I think I like to, I like to land on the end of the spectrum, which is tons of value um, and very clear about how to work with us further. And so, you know, this is kind of the classic, if you give away all of your best stuff for free, people will pay you to tell it to them again. And so it's, <laughs> so that's what I'd really do in my book. It's a 10,000 foot view. Uh, and it's the first step in the value ladder. You were talking about the value ladder earlier. So it's, it's the, you know, there's the instruction manual, there's the how to, and then there's the do it for me. <laughs> and so I, I feel like the instruction manual is the book. So teach me how to do it. And then if you want to do it with me, like that self-publishing school, and then we have done for you options as well. Um, and, yeah. and, but that is, so that is kind of the ascension, but I, I want to be as clear as possible that all right. If you just buy this book, like, and I've had, I've had, um, cause the first edition of this book was, uh, gosh, downloaded and sold at least a hundred thousand times, maybe hundreds of thousands of times, um, over the last few years since the first edition. And I have so many people come up to me and say, I read your book and I published my book. Like I yeah. didn't even work with self-publishing school. That's amazing. Um, cause that means that this book on its own is inherently helpful. Um, but I feel like I did a poor job of directly connecting it with self-publishing school. And so with the second edition, I said, I, there's a few objectives. How do I make this book way more valuable? So it's just drop the mic on this topic and is the definitive best book for the topic. And then secondly, how do I, uh, that reader to subscriber or reader to paying customer, how do I improve that ratio? And so be, doing very direct, yeah. you know, direct stuff and, and, but without it being feeling like just a sales pitch the entire time. It's a, that's why I feel like I was really intentional about, and obviously only if you're watching this, will you see this, but there's little things that we do. Um, like there's a video summary at the beginning of the book. There's an audio book at the beginning of the book given away. And then there's even something as simple. Like when I first wrote, uh, when I wrote the first version, um, we didn't even have a sales team. So there was no call to action in the entire book about booking a call with my sales team. And so, you know, put that in the front of the book. There's just little simple things yeah. like that so that the right people who say, hey, I want more help, they have the opportunity to do that. And then everyone else, it's an unbelievably helpful book and it stands yeah, and alone be, as a quality product. To be fair, as you're flipping through, it's like it's like 98%, 99% of the content is is content so like yes. you just highlighted this yeah. and and that's I, I mean just one last little hit on on those re, those negative reviews like oftentimes i'll see those reviews on a book that i just got a ton of value out of and i'm like what what yeah. like uh, i got a ton of value out of this well i don't understand what this person's problem is um and and it was not a slight on your book at all Right. Um, so, so I guess the focus there is focus on your core audience, focus on delivering value, focus on making the most uh, value possible inside the book for the people who are ready to implement. And then for people who want a little bit of help implementing, give them a next step too. That's straight, like that's complete direct response. The best marketing today is value first. Like it, it, it delivers some value, gives you some takeaways and then, oh, there's an offer so I can do more. Right. So Let's pivot before we reach the end of our time here. Let's pivot towards, okay, I have a book. 
and how do I launch it successfully? And I want to talk a little bit about like before, during, and after, because a book launch is not like, oh, I wrote it. It's uh, like I click publish on Amazon and, uh, you know, the world starts beating a path to my door. So can you, can you speak to kind of that launch process and some important takeaways? For sure. So I, yeah, I mean, I was exactly what you said is how I look at it. So I look at there's in, in the creation of the book, how do you set it up to be marketable? And then how do you actually execute and run a launch of the book? Um, and then how do you sell books after you launch? So there's kind of like three distinct phases there. And so, uh, but for the purpose of this question, because we've already talked about really a lot of stuff in phase one is how do you launch successfully? And so yes. I, as we record this right now, and as I know this episode goes live this week as well, uh, I'm in the middle of the launch right now. So this is very top of mind. Um, and so I look at, so in, in the book, I talk about there's two different chapters. So there's um, the MVP launch and the traditional launch. So I look at MVP as minimum viable product. Um, and so what, what is the kind of the best bang for your buck? And, and then there's the traditional launch, which is kind of some more traditional tech, like if you've seen a traditional book launch, you, you've seen this, but there's a lot of very specific stuff that actually works. And so I look at it as what are your, how much time do you have? Uh, how much uh, resources do you want to dedicate to this? Um, so it's like kind of time, energy, resources, and it's a sliding scale. It's not like a binary decision of like, uh, yes. but a sliding scale of, all right, I'm going to land somewhere on that spectrum. Um, but then there's, there's another concept, it's called the launch triangle. Um, and so these are really the three things that you need to do to, to launch well, no matter the launch that you choose. And that's, um, you need a launch team, you need to get reviews, and you need to have uh, promotions that sell books. And so that's really, so a launch team is a small group of people that support the book. Um, this is, these are folks who get a free copy of the book ahead of time, um, and they read the book and leave a review on day one. So it could be 15 people, 50 people. Um, right now, I've got a uh, it's bigger than most launch teams, but um, I certainly didn't go all out for it. And, and so it's about 150 people. Okay. And that's already led to a lot of reviews um, for the book kind of leading up to the launch. So that's the launch team. Then, I mean, that is, is not the only way that you get reviews, but it's a significant way that you get reviews, but just focusing on reviews. That's how you get momentum launch. on yes. reviews. I mean, yes. Yes. It's a big part of the momentum for, for reviews. Um, and then the third piece is promotions. And this is the big part that kind of sliding scale. Uh, and so that's, that, that can scale up or down. And so this is, you know, influencer campaigns. This is virtual uh, book tour, which is, uh, you know, live streams that's and podcast interviews and all that. What stuff. we're doing right now, right? Like yes. this is an example of a virtual yes. book tour. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, the week the book is coming out, you probably are exhausted already from, <laughs> from <laughs> podcast interviews. Uh, but, but because of our connection, you had sent me a copy of the book and to be yeah. fair, he sent me a free copy of the book. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but I, he didn't even ask, like, I guess there's a letter that says, Oh, if you'd like to do any, any of these things related to it, that would be awesome. But he didn't, he, he didn't say, Hey, Roy, can I be on breakthrough marketing secrets? But I knew that, you know, Titans, right. So Titans, yeah. Titans, like let's, let's get together and let's talk about this. Cause they know it's valuable. And I've seen your work at self-publishing school. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. So you're doing this virtual Let me just underscore tour. that real quick, Roy, because I think yeah. this is important. And this is, this is my kind of philosophy across the board is add value first. So kind of yes. circling back to your question about um, the, the, you know, how do you structure the book? And, I, and so 
add a ton of value in the book and people will be so blown away that they want to work with you. Similar to this is, is I wanted you, I wanted to send you a copy of the book because I thought you might like it. And the thing that I hate is when people do that and then they just pester you for weeks on end trying to get you to promote the book. So it was very much like there was a letter along with the book that says, hey, there's absolutely no obligation. But here, if you want to, here are three specific ways. So I'm trying to make it as easy as possible for the other person to help. So it's podcast interview. It's um, post a social with a copy of the book. And then I think the third one is, uh, is I'll, I'll do a giveaway of books to your audience. And so something super simple like that to make it easy for people to, to support and contribute. And by the way, for, for these people you're sending it out to early, having this pretty packaging where you got it and it was actually wrapped in tissue paper for best yeah. result, read the book. Yeah. Like I do have to give you props for that because it, it lands with a thud. Like it's got Thanks. thud factor. It's, it's a book, but it's, it's, it's well packaged and presented. It has a great box opening yeah. experience. Um, all, all the credit <laughs> go, of that goes to my team. <laughs> so I appreciate yeah, teams that. are important. Uh, that's, that's great. Uh, so after the launch, I, I do want to speak briefly to the idea of uh, you, you. So this is launch week for you, right? Yeah. This is launch week for you. There's a lot going on. You have the concept in the book of a one year launch. Yeah. Um, so for the next year, there's going to be a lot more going on. Can you speak yeah. to, to how you are going to use this book over the next year to yeah. achieve much more success for the book and for your business? No doubt. That's such a great question. I'm so glad you asked that. So um, yeah, the one year launch chapter 22, and then I go into four. Um, so I look at, I look at this as how do you, so one-off promotions are helpful, but how do you turn one-off promotions into evergreen assets? And really long-term book success is building assets that will sell books month after month, year after year. And so this, it's kind of this interesting dichotomy because right now I'm during, in launch week. And so, yes, I'm as much as possible focusing on how do we move books this week, but then yes. kind of with that counterbalance of, and whenever possible, how can I create an evergreen asset that will be a part of the one-year launch and sell books six months from now? And so for me, um, things like this, like this podcast interview will live um, forever, yeah, uh, or as long as it's hosted, <laughs> uh, and uh, and so that will continue to bring back people into self-publishing school and selling books, and so then it'll also be I, I, my my plan is to do about twenty-five podcast interviews per month um, for the next few months, and so I'll keep doing that, um, and then we'll we'll keep building a lot of just we'll build it into funnels, we will uh, we'll scale Amazon ads, uh, we'll do a lot of those things, but the, really the whole concept is building one bridge at a time. And so one kind of one evergreen asset, then move to the next. And, and, and that is really what I believe is the secret to long-term book sales is continuing to promote the book and then building assets that continue to sell books. I have a really good metaphor for this, and I think it's really appropriate. So we think of the mighty Mississippi River as this gigantic river. But if you actually look at a map of the Mississippi and all its tributaries, it starts with all these tiny little streams and they join together and yeah. they form the Platte River and the Missouri River and a whole bunch of other rivers in places where I'm not as familiar with them. And they join all these. And then eventually they, at St. Louis, <laughs> it's like they all come together and then boom, there's this mighty Mississippi. And, and so like every interview is like a little tributary. And yeah. so over the course of the first year, you're really just adding tributaries, adding tributaries, and you're finding ways to make that flow just grow and grow and grow. Cool. Well, one last tip or takeaway before we just wrap up. I know that you have something, something special 
for, for my readers. So is there, is there any last question that I should have asked or any last tip that you want to throw in there to just mm. make this just a little bit more value, a juicy nugget yeah. uh, before we wrap up? The big thing I would say is I think for a lot of people, writing a book is on the maybe someday list or on the maybe next year list. Yes. So the two biggest excuses that I get are I don't have time or the timing isn't right. So my big encouragement for folks is if you're thinking about doing this, like the sad reality is for most people, maybe someday becomes maybe never. And they just yes. keep kicking it down the road. And so I'd say you're, you're going to have to get started before you're ready. And there's no better time than the present because this you're doing work once to create an asset that brings back leads, sales and referrals forever. And so that's easy, and that's very top of my mind right now because it's, it's like, OK, I'm creating an asset. That I mean, this book, the first edition of this book has brought in millions of dollars in, in sales for self-publishing school over the last six years or so since it was published. And I know that this book will hopefully bring in tens of millions of dollars in sales over the next six years. Um, and, and so you're building, you're, you're creating an asset and you got to get started before you're ready. Um, and, and my recommendation would be once again, as soon as this interview is over, uh, we'll <laughs> grab a copy of the book and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. I got a free copy for you, but, um, but actually work on the mind map and just spend 15 minutes and just mind map ideas. And you'll realize yes. you got a whole lot more you can write about than you think. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of mind mapping and, and just, just that idea of, of writing down the main topic and setting yes. a timer, like, like set an appointment with yourself. I'm going to show yeah. up. I'm going to spend 45 minutes just getting brainstorming into a mind map. And yeah. then you have the start of your book. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So you just mentioned, Hey, you're going to give away some free copies of this book. And am, am I like, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but uh, am I going to have to pay shipping? Like, no, no. Okay. So I've got a, we set something up for your people, Roy. So okay. um, it's uh, the first 50 people um, will yeah. get a free physical copy of the book. And this is a free plus no shipping. Uh, offer. <laughs> uh, so you don't have to pay shipping. You don't have to pay handling. We will print it, pack it, ship it um, to your doorstep uh, yeah. completely free. So all you have to do is go to publishedbook.com forward slash Roy. So published book, like I published a book, past tense, publishedbook.com yes. forward slash Roy. Uh, and as long as that, uh, as long as it's uh, there's the, the form there is live, uh, then that means there's still free books to give away. And, and so, um, first 50 people, well, um, we'll give yeah, you a so, copy of the book. And am I, am I right? Just to be clear, cause I do have an yeah. international audience. This is yep. us only, right? Yes, this is us. Only. Okay. Yep. Correct. Um, so, uh, it we is will, worth we will it send to find international it. folks. We will send you a free, um, just reach out to my team. We can send you a free PDF of the book. We can send you a free audio book. Like we'll hook it up. Okay. So you're being generous. That's, that's awesome. Um, it, it's worth it. Even if like, if you, if you buy it, it's worth it. Okay. People like it's, yeah. it's worth it if you buy it, but for the first 50 people in the U S they can fill out that form at publishbook.com slash Roy, get a free copy of the book shipped to them. Um, I, I will ask like, please don't just do this because you're a freebie seeker and you want to put it on your bookshelf, right? If you are serious about becoming a published author and you're the type of person who's going to follow the advice from the inside of this, this nice box that Chandler, his team made that says four best results, read the book, and then you're <laughs> going to act on it and, uh, and start your book. That's the type of person that really needs to get their hands on this book. And, and so I, like, I want you to be an implementer. I talk about that all the time. If you're the type of person who's going to request this, be the type of person who uses it. And 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 it is most often the people who show up and do the little work day after day who are 
you know, becoming a published author has, and and generating millions of dollars in sales from the the that 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 point, that pivotal point of publishing that book. Um, so Chandler, thank you so much for being a Titan, for meeting me at Titans, for saying hi at Titans, and then for sending me this book and letting me share it with my audience. Thank you so much for being here and for the great interview. Hey, thank you so much for bringing me on, man. I really, really appreciate you having me. I hope this was helpful. Yes. And thank you to everyone who has joined in for another episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. One last time, I'm Roy Fur. this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. The links, as always, are in the description. Check out publishbook.com slash Roy to grab your free copy and check out what Chandler is doing with self-publishing school and with the brand new uh, second edition of Publish the Book. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.